Hey there, Miranda Wilson here with Lesson Ideas, a science journal for kids podcast where we discuss new scientific articles that we've adapted and how you can use them in your classroom. Welcome to the eighth episode of Lesson Ideas. We're all stressed about something. I bet you even have some easy and quick stress reduction techniques in your back pocket. But have you ever considered a simple action that many psychologists consider miraculously powerful in reducing stress and increasing life satisfaction? We're talking, of course, about gratitude. The article, How Can Gratitude Help Healthcare Workers? by Dr. Carrie Adair and her colleagues, would be a great and fun addition to any classroom or student group meeting. First, a quick recap of the article. Most healthcare workers feel stress every day. Often, that prolonged stress leads to emotional exhaustion. There are different ways to deal with this, but they can take too long or are expensive. What if there was a simpler way to reduce emotional exhaustion? Many studies show that gratitude can increase happiness. Carrie and her colleagues asked healthcare workers to write a letter of gratitude and assess their levels of emotional exhaustion before and after the assignment. After using this method, healthcare workers had lower levels of emotional exhaustion. They also said they were happier. Just imagine writing a letter and feeling better. Let's take a minute to hear from Carrie about the importance of showing gratitude and some other techniques people can try to reduce stress and emotional exhaustion. So if you enjoy writing notes of gratitude, you might want to do so about once a month. Um, also, the person who gets the letter gets a well-being boost too, so keep that in mind. But there are other ways to practice gratitude. Some people like to reflect on what they're grateful for, at a particular time of day, maybe right before they go to bed or when they wake up in the morning or even when they're brushing their teeth. Some like to go around the dinner table and have everyone share something that they're grateful for. Maybe you tell one person each day uh, that you appreciate them and why. You can also keep a gratitude journal um, and maybe write down one, two, three things uh, that you're grateful for each day. It's whatever feels right for you. But keep in mind that after a few days or weeks of practicing it, it might get a little bit harder. And if you start to notice that, you can take a break from the practice and then come back to it when you're ready. Or you could even widen the scope of what emotion you're really tapping into. Or maybe you focus on positive social connections that you've had or moments that give you that feeling of awe and wonder. There's actually science showing that when we can tap into authentic, positive emotions, like feeling grateful, our well-being can significantly improve. You can hear more about Carrie's research in our Ask a Scientist segment. Our Ask a Scientist videos are only about three minutes long. They're long enough to pique the interest of your students, but they won't take up too much of your class time. So make sure to check them out. Back to our article about stress and gratitude. Stress is a normal reaction to changes and challenges in our environment. The physiological and mental responses to stress can actually help us succeed in those challenges. But if we don't intersperse periods of stress with periods of relaxation and release, then those responses can be harmful. According to the Cleveland Clinic, some physical signs of continued stress are headaches, trouble sleeping, exhaustion, muscle tension, high blood pressure, 
digestive problems, a weakened immune system, anxiety, depression, and sometimes panic attacks. It's important to be able to manage stress so that it's not harmful to our bodies. There are lots of things that have been scientifically shown to help manage stress, and I'm sure you know about most of them. Some of them include physical activity, a healthy diet, meditation or yoga, laughing, social connection with other people, sleep, journaling, expressing gratitude, doing something creative, or talking to a licensed therapist or counselor. Schools are inherently stressful places for students, so it's sometimes hard to tell if students are coping with stress or if they are struggling. If you have even five minutes at the beginning of class, it might be helpful for students to do a quick stress reduction activity. It will help center and focus them and make learning easier. In the show notes is a link to instructions on how to implement several short stress reduction activities in your classes from the Oakland Unified School District. These include short meditations, imagery exercises, peer sharing, and art activities that are appropriate for all ages. Today, our lesson is one designed by educators here at Science Journal for Kids to help assess and counteract stress and emotional exhaustion. This would be a good lesson for teachers who have an advisory group or for school counselors to do with groups of students or individuals. The lesson starts out with a brief video and discussion about emotional well-being and how it can be assessed. The lesson then has students fill out a questionnaire about their emotional state. This is a direct replication of the methodology that Carrie and her colleagues used for their gratitude study. So you can tell your students they are conducting legitimate scientific research as they're filling out the questionnaire. The survey includes statements like, I feel tired when I get up in the morning and have to face another day at school, and it's stressful to study with my classmates. Students then have to determine the frequency with which they agree with the statements. The complete questionnaire and the scoring documents are both included in the PDF with the lesson plan. The third part of the lesson has students read the adapted article we discussed at the beginning of this episode and answer the check your understanding questions. This includes the last question, which has students write a letter of gratitude to someone they are thankful for. The students don't have to send the letter, just write it. The final part of the lesson is meant to be conducted at least a week after writing their letter of gratitude. Students come together and fill out the emotional well-being questionnaire again to see if writing letters of gratitude had a lasting impact on their happiness and emotional state. Hopefully it did. There are several suggestions for extensions, like writing gratitude journals and starting a gratitude mail campaign at your school for those of you who are interested in conducting more extensive activities around emotional wellness and gratitude. That brings us to our teaching tip for this week. Science Journal for Kids has hundreds of adapted articles to share with your students, but finding one that's just right doesn't need to be hard. On our main landing page, we have an extensive search function for articles. You can search by keyword, reading level, or science discipline, but you can also search by NGSS standard, the specific scientific procedure used in the research, 
the type of figure or graph in the article, or the location the research was done in. Our most recently published articles can be seen on our landing page, but if you're looking for something else, make sure to check out the search function when you're doing your lesson planning. We have something for every classroom. That's all for today. If you liked what you heard, thought it was helpful, and learned some cool stuff, please share with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions or comments, please share them in the feedback form on our website. You can also sign up for our free monthly newsletter to learn about our latest content. And as always, please visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.